Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We're still thinking about those amazing kids in Parkland, Florida, and their political courage in taking on the gun lobby. Maybe they'll succeed where the rest of us have failed so often. For comment, we turn to Gary Young. He's a columnist for The Nation and a fellow of The Nation Institute and editor-at-large for The Guardian. He knows a lot about kids killed by guns. His book, Another Day in the Death of America, A Chronicle of Ten Short Lives, was awarded the J. Anthony Lucas Prize for Combining Literary Excellence and Social Concern. We reach him today in London. Gary Young, welcome back. And thanks for having me, Jim. Well, it's so easy to feel discouraged or, or hopeless about making progress on gun control in America, and then these Parkland kids come along. Seventeen of their classmates were killed at school, and then they spoke out, and suddenly things seemed different. One lesson, I guess, is you never know. You never know where hope might come from. We've been through so many mass shootings and school shootings with nothing happening afterwards. Why do you think this one has been different? The way that these things unfold, it can be very quick. If you think of gay marriage, marriage equality, the speed with which that unraveled, the opposition to it and the speed with which it happened isn't that obvious. And that when it comes to gun control, the NRA, they win the votes in the legislature, but they've never won the argument that most Americans overwhelmingly are in favor of more background checks and a plurality have always supported more gun control or generally supported more gun control. So there's always a uh, there's always a chance, and that what's happened, I think, here with the kids in Parkland is is 
is partly that the ground has been prepared by a broad resistance to Trump, that this moment lands in a bigger moment where it could be that their parents have been demonstrating or that uh, they've certainly seen demonstrations. These kids on 16, 17, 18, some of them would have been 14 or 15 when Trump was elected. And what they've seen is mass demonstrations since then. And prior to that, they'd have seen Black Lives Matter and Occupy, uh, the Occupy movement as they were coming into their teens. So they have grown into a period of protest. And here comes this thing that they just think, well, we are not going to stand for that. And they don't have that culture of what I call learned hopelessness that older people do about guns. That, well, it doesn't matter what you do, nothing will happen. Well, Emma Gonzalez, she was 12 when Sandy Hook happened. So she's not thinking, well, nothing can ever happen. She's thinking, well, this is an obscenity. A lot of us remember Sandy Hook as nothing happened, but you've argued recently that's not quite right. Well, that's right. Something did happen. What didn't happen was that legislation didn't change. And actually, the facts on the ground, I'm pretty sure, was that in Sandy Hook, there weren't less guns but more guns. They ended up with armed guards in Sandy Hook. So... People think, well, you know, nothing happened. But I was in Fort Myers, Florida, in the summer of 2012. I'd gone to see Obama speak for a feature I was doing. But overnight, I flew there the night before because it was a morning rally. Overnight, a young man goes into a cinema in Aurora, Colorado, and uh, shoots it up and kills a bunch of people. And so Obama then takes to the podium hours later, and he does what American presidents have done for uh, pretty much a generation. Uh, He talks about thoughts and prayers. Who knows what's in men's hearts? You know, this is Obama. And uh, now is not the time for politics and so on and so forth. Then he's elected, and then comes Sandy Hook, and he says something different. He says... We cannot go on like this. Something has to change. And he starts talking politics. And he starts arguing that the NRA cannot run the show, that there are reasonable background checks, um, there are reasonable bans on assault weapons, and, and so on and so forth. And no legislation comes down. But the fact that he made the case makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah. It shifts the conversation. And so when Hillary Clinton stands, she stands on a much more robust gun control platform than Obama did and actually takes it to the NRA. I remember seeing um, a tweet at Kane saying, this guy's got an F from the NRA. And Kane responds, this is, that's the proudest F I've ever got. Wow. You know, I've never been more proud of an F or something. Now, that was that was not going to happen, you know, even four years earlier. And so, so something did happen. Yeah. And my point there isn't that in, that enough happened, or that something happened that 
substantially reversed the likelihood of this happening again, but that you can't fatten your pig on market day. Hmm. You, there has to be a process by which you get to a consensus that this can't happen. So when Obama does that, we shouldn't be surprised if first time out of the block, in the absence of a mass movement and the absence of any real mainstream challenge to the NRA within the polity, we shouldn't be surprised if it's our first time. You know, these Parkland kids who have been so thrilling, this is not the first time that 16 and 17 and 18-year-olds have sparked a, a movement. In fact, you might even say there's a tradition of young people leading protests. These kids stand in a tradition both within the U.S. and beyond, if we think in America of particularly Birmingham, Alabama, but the civil rights movement in general, but Birmingham, Alabama, where with King in prison and adults fearful for their livelihoods, the SCLC decide to mobilize teenagers to fill the jails. Let me just inject here, we're talking here about 1963. That's right, uh, the kind of... Um, spring of 1963, and these young kids transformed the year, actually, that the, the scenes of these young kids being uh, hosed down and setting dogs on them, being arrested, beamed around the world, they become a complete disgrace for America, and um, it's Birmingham that makes the march on Washington possible and desirable. Uh, prior to that, nobody wanted to march on Washington apart from Bayard Rustin. King didn't. The NAACP didn't. Kennedy didn't want them to. Kennedy still didn't want them to afterwards. But um, it was irresistible afterwards. And so when they go to um, Kennedy's office and he says, you know, we want legislation and not a big show on the streets, A. Philip Randolph said the Negroes are already in the streets, Mr. President, and I doubt if we call them that they would come back. That mm -hmm. is sparked by young people. Then if we think of the mm -hmm. Vietnam protests, of course, in America, uh, Occupy Wall Street, these aren't, they're never exclusively young people, but there is a, there is a tradition of beyond America. In 68, in Paris, in Brazil, the Prague Spring, the Arab Spring, if you think of these uh, uprisings, young people have often been the spark. And that's one of the hopes I have for Parkland, that the, the gun control movement, as it stood, was too white, too suburban, and was clearly not getting the job done. And these kids, in just a month, have been able to kind of uh, make inroads that others haven't. Now, like I said, and this is, was true for Obama and it's true now, you can't fatten the king on, king on market day. They're not going to get it all done in one go. But the notion that America will be the same, I think, is, um, is, is unlikely. Right now, a lot of the focus has been on a campaign for a federal assault weapons ban. You say the fight has to be much bigger than that, that the issues are much bigger than that. What, what do you have in mind? Well, the individual things that one might fight for, like an assault weapons ban or background checks, I think they're, you know, they're fine as far as they go. 
but they don't go far enough. And as long as they, as long as the issue is framed in that narrow way, then it's likely to be defeated. But America's gun problem is part of a broader gun culture that is rooted in American culture. So if you have a foreign policy that is about conquering and domination and war, if you if you have a culture that privileges masculinity, that trumpets rugged individualism over collectivism, the individual over the state, if you have a culture that does all those things, then the gun in a range of ways speaks to all of those things. The individual defending themselves against against other individuals, not relying on the state. The, you know, most of these mass shootings, nearly all of them, are young men. And so it speaks to this issue of how you are a man. Just look at the president at the moment. Just look at Me Too and all the things that that has exposed. That the gun goes deeper. And therefore, arguments about background checks and assault weapons bans and so on, even when they're right, are less powerful than the myths, even when those myths are flawed. But you go to the NRA convention and you ask people, that, why, why should we, why, why have guns, I would ask. And they say, you know, they paint this picture, you know, are you married? Do you have children? Imagine somebody broke into your house, wanted to rape your wife, wanted to kill your kids, wanted to steal everything that you worked for. What do you do? Wave a bat at them, wait and call the cops. You stand and you fight, and so on. And they, and they paint this picture, which is rooted in masculinity, rugged individualism, small state, individual, homestead, all of that American stuff. And it doesn't matter that it's not true. It doesn't matter that more than half of the people who are killed by guns in America kill themselves. Or that after that, the people you're most likely to be shot by are people that you know. But you're more likely to be killed if you have a gun in your house, and if you don't, uh, you're more likely to be shot dead. That you know, because you're more likely to be killed by someone you know. Well, they should say, "Are you married?" Well, watch out for your wife because she will kill you. <laughs> yes. You know, that would be the more yes. logical. Or, as is more common, watch out for your husband. That in these moments of domestic abuse become more deadly and more lethal because guns are involved. So these arguments for assault weapons bans or background checks or these, these individual things, while they are fine, what is necessary is a broader reconstruction of the American narrative that understands America differently and understands its future differently and understands its past differently and creates a different story for America. And that's the other reason why I'm a bit more hopeful, because Trump because he's so grotesque in his politics, because he's been so obscene, he has forced a broader reckoning, I think, in America with what have we become. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, that the answers to that have been widely shared or has created a new consensus, but it's forced a reckoning. And this moment lands in that moment where the gun can be understood as part of a broader range of American pathologies. Gary Young, 
His column appears at thenation.com, and his book on kids killed by guns is Another Day in the Death of America. Thanks, Gary. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Gary. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.